Chapter Thirty Four of Bunyip Land. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Katie Gibbony. Bunyip Land by George Manville Fenn. Chapter Thirty Four: How Jimmy and I Were Hunted Like Beasts. Jimmy, I panted as soon as I had recovered myself. To find that the black was feeling me all over in the darkness, not got no knockum chops, no waddy bang, no popgun ball in em nowhere. He whispered, "No, Jimmy, I'm not wounded." I said, "I thought you were one of the black fellows." "No, no black fellow, no common black fellow, savage." He said importantly, "Come long fast, fast." But the doctor and the prisoner tie high. I said, "All run way much fast," said Jimmy. Jip, jip, see black fellow come along much for Jimmy do, and nibblin legs make em hard, hard. Gib one two topper topper, den Jimmy say time em way. Take Mass Joe come long, but we must go and help the doctor. I said, can't find em. All go long back to big hole hide em. Say Mass Joe come back long a Jimmy Jimmy. It seemed probable that they would make for our hiding place, but I was very reluctant to go and leave my friends in the lurch. So I detained Jimmy, and we sat listening. The black making me sit down. Rest 'em, legums, he said. Run much fast, den. We stayed there listening for what must have been the space of half an hour, and during that time we could hear the shouting and rapping of trees of the blacks, as they were evidently searching the bush. But there was no sound of excitement or fighting. Neither did it seem to me that there were any exulting shouts, such as might arise over the capture of prisoners. This gave me hope, and in the belief that I might find my companions at the hiding place, I was about to propose to Jimmy that we would go on, when he jumped up. No stop, no longer. Black fellow, come along fast. Get away. The noises made by the blacks were plainly coming nearer, and I sprang to my feet, trying to pierce the darkness. But everywhere there were the dimly seen shapes of trees so close that they almost seemed to lower, and their branches to bear down upon our heads. There was the fresh, moist scent of the dewy earth and leaves, and now and then a faint cry of some bird, but nothing to indicate the way we ought to go. I turned to Jimmy. "Can you tell where the cave is?" I said. "No, Jimmy, all dark." He answered. "Can't you tell which way to go?" "Oh yes, um," he whispered. "Jimmy, know which way go." Well, which I said, as the shouts came nearer, dat away where no black fellow, but it may be away from the cave. I said, Jimmy don't know, can't help along. Find cave morrow next day. There was wisdom in his proposal, which awkwardly as it was shaped, meant that we were to avoid the danger now and find our friends another time. Mass Joe, keep long close. He whispered. Soon come near time see a long way Mass Doctor and Mass Jack Penny Penny. We paused for a moment. The black going down on his knees to lay his head close to the ground, so as to make sure of the direction where the savages were, and he rose up with anything but comfortable news. All round bout nearer. Come long other way. Just then I gave a jump, for something touched my leg through a great rent in my trousers. It felt cold, and for the moment I thought it must be the head of a serpent. But a low, familiar whine undeceived me, and I stooped down to pat the neck of Jack Penny's shaggy friend. 
"'Home, Jip,' I said. "'Home!' He understood me and started off at once, fortunately in the direction taken by Jimmy, and after a long toilsome struggle through the bush, the more arduous from the difficulty we experienced in keeping up with the dog, we at last reached a gully at the bottom of which we could hear the trickling of water. "'All right,'ms,' said Jimmy quickly, and plunging down through the bushes, he was soon at the bottom, and went upon his knees to find out which way the stream ran. He jumped up directly, having found that by the direction the water ran, we must be below the cave, always supposing that this was the right stream. Down in the gully the sounds of pursuit grew very faint, and at last died out, while we waited at times, and at others found room upon the shelving bank to get along, perhaps for a hundred yards unchecked, then would come a long stretch where the gully was full of thick bushes, and here our only chance was to creep under them, wading the while in the little stream, often with our bodies bent so that our faces were close to the water. Jip trotted cheerfully on as I plashed through the water, stopping from time to time to utter a low whine to guide us when he got some distance ahead and I often envied the sagacious animal his strength and activity, for beside him at a time like this I seemed to be a very helpless creature indeed. Two or three times over I grasped the black's arm, and we stopped to listen, for it seemed to me that I could hear footsteps and the rustling of the bushes at the top of the gully far above our heads. But whenever we stopped the noise ceased, and feeling at last that it was fancy I plodded on, till, half dead with fatigue, I sank down on my knees and drank eagerly of the cool fresh water, both Jimmy and the dog following my example. At last, though I should not have recognized the place in my gloom, Jimmy stopped short, and from the darkness above my head, as I stood with the stream bubbling past my legs, I heard the unmistakable click of a gun cock. "'Jack!' I whispered. "'Jack Penny!' "'That'll do,' he whispered back. "'Come along. All right. Have you got him?' "'Whom?' I said, stumbling painfully up into the cave, where I threw myself down. "'Your father.' "'No,' I said dismally. "'And we've lost the doctor and Ty High. "'Poor fellows. I'm afraid they are taken. "'But, Jack Penny, we are right. "'My father is a prisoner in the village.' "'Then we'll go and fetch him out. "'And the doctor, too. "'Ty High can take care of himself.' I'd as soon expect to keep a snake in a wicker cage as that fellow in these woods. But come, tell us all about it. I partook, with a sensation as if choking all the while, of the food he had waiting, and then, as we sat there waiting for the day in the hope that the doctor might come, I told Jack Penny the adventures of the night, Jimmy playing an accompaniment the while upon his nose. End of chapter 34